podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to week 11 of the Foot Weekly podcast. We're going to be digging into those Foot Freeze players, comparing Foot Freeze to Footmas, talking about the optimal icon swaps choices, whether any of the icons are perhaps being overlooked, plus issues around the icon swaps format and the community controversy around it. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by our supporters. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's pod. Starting to get festive certainly this week and in the spirit of festive cheer. Go on then, Steve. I'll bring you in first. Steve Stokes, aka The Foot Coach. Welcome to the pod. I, I don't know what to say, Ben. My my guest is truly flabbered. I, I've finally made it to the, <laughs> to the top of the bill. Hey, Ma, look, I'm top of the bill. Great to have you, Steve. And uh, we introduce next uh, a legend of the foot scene, a man who has seen many, many foot Christmases. It is Edge Apes FIFA. Welcome. Ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Footmas. Or Freezemas. Freezemas? Footmas? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it still feels like Footmas, doesn't it, in a way? But yeah, I, I think it's one of those. The Footmas foot freeze thing is one of those storm in a teacup community things which uh, it just really doesn't matter does it i mean the community has a lot to say about the game at the moment with yeah, the content yeah. that's been released um some of it i know i shouldn't be surprised having been around for so long but like year after year i'm always like i don't even know what to say at a couple points well let's introduce our final guest a friend of the pod of course and fairly regular this year actually i have to say it is from down under, Marcus Gomes. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's mm. getting pretty busy, both like competitively and just in terms of content. So it should be a good one. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on the pod. Of course, a, a pro for Melbourne City. How have things been going for you competitively this year? I know you've been putting a, a lot into you know the content as well, which has been great to see. Um, yeah, competitively, it's going really well. Just recently, we had my first part of my qualifiers in OCE. I managed to finish mm. in the uh, in the top eight and make it to the live EA broadcast next uh, next month. So that was a nice. good good result. But it's a long long year to go still, and um, mm. just take it one step at a time. Great. Well, we'll look forward to following you there. I'm sure. Right. Let's get into what I said we talk about first, which, as I said, slightly simpler, I think, uh, and that is foot freeze, which is, as we said, replacing footmas, and is kind of different in a way. I think the main things to cover are the fact that instead of having, I think we had two Footmas SBCs a day last year, we now have uh, the one Footmas SBC, but then a quite large, I guess, puzzle SBC instead each day. And that seems to be fairly good value. And then I suppose the other thing is that actually those Footmas or Foot Freeze SBCs now last longer I think they were just 24 hours up until last year. This year, they're you know a couple of days, which I guess is good. And we've also got players in packs, which was always something that I was wondering whether would happen at some point because it seems strange, you know, to have a promo and then not have players in packs because you know that's what encourages people to buy packs. 
and they've certainly gone ahead and done that. Uh, let's just start off then by having a little look at the squad because what they've focused on here is actually position changes. What players do we think are interesting or maybe give value or players that we'd like to try ourselves? Let's go to Japes first. So I can I can say I actually packed Thorgan Hazar and he's really good. He's really good. I had a blast using him. I think he's really fun. I'm, of course, interested. Like, if any of you guys have watched my stream, you will know that I am very interested in Bernardo Silva. Mm. Um, although, at a max 700K that he was over the weekend, I'm sure he's got to be down past that now. Like, that's just kind yeah. of a non-starter for me. It feels like He's wild. like 500 to 600 now, yeah. Yeah, it just feels wild paying that much for him. Um, but for, for me, the card... I did that on Saldi SPC as well, so I'll definitely be trying Lautaro out at some point, and he looks really fun. But the card that I find most, like, just in general, the most interesting card of this promo is mm. that left mid Marco Verratti card. Um, yeah. For 100 and, what is he, like 180 maybe, something like that, he has mm. wild dribbling stats, wild composure, and, like, as attacking mids go... That card looks amazing to me. Four-star skills, four-star weak foot. You could play him in the midfield. You could play him as an attacking mid. Heck, you could play him out wide. And I I just, like, they kept his 88 aggression. So even though he doesn't have great defending stats, he's probably going to feel, like, pretty decent defensively. I, I just think he looks like a really, really fun card. And for me, promos like this that introduce cards like that is so much fun like ben you've heard me say it a million times if the promo introduces a larger player pool of quote-unquote usable cards especially if they allow for interesting chemistry links or formational adjustments like that promo is a, a win mm. and like foot freeze has undoubtedly done that yeah I, I totally agree i think that this is a really fantastic uh, promo for that and they've also gone about changing some work rates which not too many people noticed, and some uh, weak foot as well. So I think Martinez, for example, is now left-footed. I find it quite weird changing weak foot. I feel like that shouldn't happen, Um, but it does make things slightly more interesting. And they also gave Silva a four-star weak foot as well, didn't they? Mm -hmm. So that's massive for him. But yeah, let's move on to uh, Steve next. Um, Anyone in there that you wanted to pick out? There is only one card in this promotion that matters, Ben. And that is the man known to his friends as the Disaster Kid. And that's Yannick Bellassi. That This card is nuts. It's, I've no. Never, I've never known anything like it, honestly. I really no. haven't. It's, really? It is the strangest card I have ever used in foot. Five-star skills, obviously. The skills execute slowly because this is a big man. We're, we're talking about somebody who's six foot one here. 84 kilos, 82 strength, but he has this weird way of sort of, he plows through the skill moves and at the same time through the defenders. In his very first game for me, he knocked Varane flat on his ass and scored um, in the penalty area. His Balassi flicks are nothing like what you'd expect them to be. They're just not executed right. Nothing is right with this card, and it is brilliant, and everybody's got to use it. You've got to try it. You've got to do this objective. It's, this, yeah. this card is wrong. I've always really liked the Blassie cards in the past just because they 
feel so unique and different. And I think that looks like it's going to be the case. What chemistry style were you using on him? Finisher to, to try and boost the, uh, the yeah, dribbling, yeah. Which, which seems to have done the job, really. Actually, he's, he is quite nimble. He takes a lot of small touches when you're dribbling with him. But mm. um, I don't think there's any point in really boosting anything else. His finishing can be a little bit hit and miss, I guess, maybe down to the composure, just being 80. Yeah. I can't describe it. You've just you've got to go out and try it. It's nuts. <laughs> I was actually looking at him with Marksman because he gets like 92 strength, I think, and, uh, you know, 91 finishing. Uh, it doesn't boost his agility as much as finish, obviously. But the other thing that I was going to say is, and I was thinking about doing this myself, I think you did him alongside Bellerin uh, in objectives, which seems like quite a smart move if you haven't done Bellerin yet. I did, yeah. Two birds with one stone. Um, you can just hop in with exactly the same squad in the managerial masterpiece. And uh, yeah, you can complete them both. The other thing I should mention as well before we move on from Balassi is being six foot one, um, he's also got 88 jumping. Uh, mm. So he can win a header. He's very good if you if you want to take a, uh, a goal kick and just mm. hit a striker and look for the flick on. He's, uh, yeah, something else. Yeah, nice. I like it. Great. Well, that brings us on to Marcus. Who do you want to pick out in this squad? Um, I think the player that I'll pick out is probably Golovin who's one that I think a lot of people haven't seen. I actually used Golovin this weekend off the bench for me as a utility sub quite a lot. Even attacking mid, I'd bring on sometimes just to like kind of see a game out, but a lot of times he came on at DM and even fullback. And I've seen situations where people have started Golovin right back, uh, used Benyetta to link him, put the Atal right back at right wing and moved him to CDM in-game put Marquinhos in midfield mm. and moved him back to centre-back. There's been some crazy teams that I've seen where half the team switches around positions, but eventually it leads to Marquinhos being at centre-back, Golovin being at right-back mm. and Atal being in midfield or Golovin and Atal being in midfield. So I think those two from League One are definitely the ones that I've been looking for. And I, I really highly recommend anyone to pick up Golovin as a super sub for 22k. Yeah, He feels, I know the saying, it's like fight for the badge, but he comes on for me and he just runs through midfield. It's like, it's incredible. It's, it's, um, it's a nice feeling to have sometimes in games where you're getting caught in the counter maybe a little bit too much and like you just want a midfielder to come mm. on and kind of just help you track back. And um, yeah, I highly recommend. But Mike Nios is, I think he's, I think he's probably, probably worth it, but just you've got to, obviously he's limited in some factors, but he looks really, really good as like an overall card for 150k. Like this is the kind of card that I could have seen EA putting it like 300 if they really wanted to mm. and like people would still do it so yeah i think the price on the marquinhos is very solid but i just don't see him having loads of longevity because of the fact that his dribbling is pretty poor and his strength is pretty poor and his pace is somewhat average which means when you're coming to boost him with chem styles unfortunately he doesn't really look like he's going to be super competitive for that long actually but I will move on to another player who people probably wouldn't have thought is necessarily that competitive and that is the nanny which I mainly used in squad battles because I was completing the objectives and with that five star five star central player I mean he is a lot of fun which maybe isn't that surprising to be honest but I put Hunter on him he felt he felt pretty quick but obviously the sprint speed isn't quite there so sustaining that speed isn't necessarily so easy but on the ball he just feels amazing like really really nice which doesn't necessarily fully reflect his stats actually because he's 
not got the highest balance or reactions and his agility isn't above 90 with a hunter but he just feels so sharp and obviously he's got the five star five star he's not neymar but for 40k he's like kind of a mini neymar i think he's he's really good and he has got that high aggression which i think is really good he's got to watch his stamina though if you're playing him out wide but yeah you can get him in, which is obviously easier now with the MLS links and the Portuguese links, then 100% do. He's just so much fun and is the kind of player that you'll be wanting to play the next game for because uh, probably like Balassi for you, Steve, um, he brings that, uh, I don't know, extra added something that makes the game more fun, right? Um, let's wrap up then on foot freeze and just give our thoughts. Obviously, it hasn't finished. We are going to probably see... Road to the final, Team 3, I think it is, on Friday, potentially. So look out for that. But Steve, what are your thoughts? So far, kind of so good, I think. I mean, I initially was a bit disappointed. It looked a lot like Rule Breakers Mark Two, I think, to start with. Um, but you obviously have got those position changes and the uh, the upgrades to the, to the weak feet, as we've seen so far. I'm hoping there might be... Uh, skills upgrades on a few players that's something i'm hoping Mm. to see coming up but all in all i mean yeah it's okay and there are sections of the community that are always going to find something to moan about that it's just the way it is in life there are some people who just aren't happy unless they're unhappy and you're you're bound to get that section of, of people in fifa so yeah it's it's to me, it's okay. I know people love footmas. I know people were attached to the kind of Christmassy card design. Um, so I can understand people missing that. But in terms of a promotion, it's, it's okay so far and there's still a long way to go. So let's wait and see. Yeah, exactly. And I think Japes and I have given our thoughts. So uh, Marcus, do you want to wrap us up on foot freeze? I feel like with a promo like this, there is really no winning because if they put in a lot of unique cards that are fun that people say, oh, where are the good cards? Where are the OP cards that the better players can use? They put in a bunch of OP cards and like some of them end up being cheap. Oh my God, going to have to play against this OP card every game. That's no fun. They put those cards in <laughs> and they're super expensive. Oh my God, why have they made them so expensive? They try to hit a balance like they have now where they've got the super OP cards. Like, like Mane, for example, is like a meta, meta card. Right, and then like they're putting like little cheap cards in around here, and then the middle range cards like Martinez, and I feel like they've hit it like pretty well. Like like honestly, like there's a, there's a good variety in here. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping for a couple like more leagues. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. like incoming in the future. But like overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with it so far. I think they've done well. Yeah, yeah. I think that one thing that I like, which they've done well here, is they've linked a lot of stuff together with the players they've brought out, you know, like the Saudi linking to yes, Tara Martinez. Yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of joined up thinking about the SBCs and the actual squad itself. And then also, you know, we're about to talk about icon swaps, but the icon swap objectives that are in squad battles are for the same leagues that we've had uh, squad foundations objectives. So I can see through this promo and through what they've been doing over the last couple of months that there is that kind of joined up thinking, which just helps people, I think, feel like what they've done was worth the time, if you like, and also is building towards something. I think that's good. And uh, I, I think hopefully we see more of that as we, we head forward. Um, this is actually only still the early stages of the foot cycle in many ways. Uh, so let's move into uh, talking about icon swaps. I think the first thing that we should discuss is 
just more generally what our plan is around swaps and what we're doing. And then we can talk about our thoughts on how they've done swaps this year and the community's response to it as well, which yes. is kind of interesting. Let's start off with the players, which I think the general thought is these are somewhat disappointing compared to even Icon Swaps 1 last year. But let me go through them. So you've got Thierry Henry, it's the 90 rated left wing, 17 tokens, the 90 rated Rijkaard midfielder for 14, Komen, which is a 91 rated centre back for 13 Icon Swaps, and mid Suka, which is 11 Icon Swaps, and then Haji, which is also a mid, and that's 9 Icon Swaps. And then finally, Vidic for seven icon swaps. Um, and then a lot of pack options there as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I think thinking back to last year, actually, you could get Rio for 16 tokens, I think it was. And remember, you could also get Pep as well in the first lot of swaps that came out and then later get Rio. I did that and Rio was in my team until team of the season. It was a really, really good deal compared to that base icon pack, but I still didn't really see Rio at all. I think most people went for the base icon pack for two tokens more and then probably didn't end up using the icon because it wasn't that good, probably wasn't as good as Rio. But people prefer that chance than they do getting the guaranteed player, which is, I think, why they've gone for so many more pack options this year. And it's certainly going to be appealing to someone like you, Japes, who has you know a stacked club. Yeah, so I none of the like actual known icons will say I'm like overly enthusiastic about. I thought, you know, maybe you could like talk me into to Komen for a minute, but there's already somebody on the pod that's packed a Komen before, so that's not that interesting. <laughs> and, I was waiting for someone to bring that. <laughs> um, it only took the first person you asked a question, Ben. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually think my strategy is you can get eight tokens right now that are available. Uh, mm. I believe that I am going to do those eight tokens and take the baby icon pack. And then I'm going to use the remainder of the tokens for the like ultimate packs and the 83 plus pack and all of that around team of the year. Is that using up all the tokens then, do you think? I believe that is using up all the tokens. Um, nice. to, me, to me, that just seems like I may not pack something at team of the year. I'll definitely get some fodder out of it at the minimum. And mm. as slim of a chance as it might be, the chance of packing a team of the year card is worth it over some of the other options. Right, yeah. And, and those packs certainly increase that chance. Like, obviously, the more packs you open, sure, the more chances you get. But some of those packs, like, give you definitely, you know, they reduce the amount of riffraff, if you mm. will. And the baby icon, if I do him now, there's a chance that I could get somebody that, like, I feel like playing with for a little while. And if I take the packs now, then that means I have to wait on the baby icon. And that feels like that card is really just going to end up not getting used then. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point, yeah. Um, in fact, that feeds nicely into what I was going to say as my choices because I am, well, have already done and already have a base icon from that base icon pack in my club. That will be revealed on the quiz because I'm going to get Japes and Steve to try and guess it. But yeah, so my plan was base icon. That's not a quiz. That's a guessing game. Well, you know, I mean, it's still factually correct. Oh, the answer we're off already. This is dreadful. <laughs> well, we we shall see. Sounds like you're already lining yourself up for another defeat, to be honest. But uh, yeah, let, let, let me ask you about the choices you're going to make here for icon swaps. And then we can talk a bit more about the players themselves. Steve, who or what are you going to go for? Pretty much exactly the same as what Jape said, for slightly nice. different reasons. The main different reason is that I just think it's fun opening a base, opening a, a pack. 
I, I agree that none of those cards are particularly appealing. I could be tempted potentially by the Henri for 17 swaps, but mm. realistically, is it any better than Neymar? I'd say probably not. So, yeah, it's, this meant to be a fun promo, so why not get the, the pack, open that, and then hope for the best, uh, as Japes was saying, with the fodder. So, yeah, what Japes said. Nice. Quickly to add on to that, Stephen, I think you raised an interesting point. The mid on Ryu was like a brilliant move from EA's standpoint. Like mm. for anybody that's a huge Arsenal fan or a huge France fan or I guess yeah. even like Barcelona, like you, especially if you're more of like a casual, like you now have a chance to get access to one of your icons and not their yeah. baby version. They've given you like the mid one, which like he's he's usable ish. Like I've played with that card a handful of times and like you can play him in a variety of different positions. And he's like kind of feels a little bit like Thierry Henry sometimes. Um, yeah, probably should be a bit more agile. But like I think that was a really, really good inclusion. Same thing with even baby Vidic, right? If you're a Manchester United fan and you're a casual like what a godsend that card is because mm. You get a Manchester United legend, and he's gonna be like pretty okay for your backline for a while. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a good point. I think Vidic is a solid option, especially for so few tokens at seven. The one thing I would say is that I don't think his pace will be acceptable if you're not playing low depth longer term, and it may even cause a bit of an issue at the moment. But he's so useful for chemistry. I think my biggest frustration with these players is that all of the defensive and midfield players have a max pace of 77. And for me, I I just don't think that's enough, to be honest. I I think that sounds crazy to some people, but to others, I'm sure they'll get it. I think having over 90 pace now with a shadow chemistry style is really important. And... That is why I think last year's options were way better in that sense, because I don't really like to pick up untradeable attacking players because I want to keep those fresh and vary them. And that's what I enjoy. So picking up Pep, Rio and then Essien was perfect for me in swaps one and two last year. I just think that they've really limited the usability here in a way that is probably partly caused, yes, by wanting to put those icon SPCs back in the game, which of course limits the number of options that they can choose from. But also I think is partly down to the fact that someone like Rio, they didn't want someone having a player like him in their team until team of the season because they want people to be engaged and looking for upgrades. And I I don't know, I just don't think it was worth bringing back icon SPCs for this controversial opinion, I know. But uh, on that, we'll take a break and come back in just a second. Hello, hello, and in this break, big news. It's something I've been excited to tell you all about for quite some time, and I can finally do it because for a number of months, I've been working with a supporter of the pod who's an app developer to create FootTrack. It's a free mobile app which tracks your weekend league and rivals results from things like player performance goals and assists to possession, uh, shots on target, those sort of things as well. And the great thing about it is that it's super quick and easy to enter matches. So even myself as someone who's not especially patient about these kind of things, because there's a camera function which uh, instantly grabs the match fact screen and very easy to use interface. It is, I think, a really great user experience and something that uh, everyone will get something from. And it creates these really nice um, shareable images and of course gives you insight into how you're performing. So if you'd like to get that, 
and I'm afraid it is currently only on Apple iOS, but it is something that's going to be brought over to Android soon. Do head over to bit.ly slash foot track Apple. So that's bit.ly slash foot track Apple to get downloading and it's completely free. So yeah, that's the main announcement this week. But of course, we can't be taking a break without me plugging the Patreon, which is what keeps the pod going and where you can get double the amount of podcast content for just £3 a month. It's supporting the pod, keeping it going, and you can do that over at bit.ly slash morepod. So that's bit.ly slash morepod. Right, let's get back into the pod. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Right then, going back to what we were discussing just earlier, Marcus, do you want to go for it and give us your picks? I know you've got two accounts. You've got your main account and the RTG interesting i think on the main i'll be doing what japes outlined i think that's the uh seems to be like the the meta option in the sense of just picking up the pack now and then waiting to get those packs and then open them for team of the year um on my road to glory it's funny that you mentioned vintage but because i was i was looking at him quite closely just like just yesterday and for such only like seven tokens like i feel like it's a kind of a bargain for people with lesser teams that maybe are struggling to get that icon center back because I need the links basically is why I'm really looking into it. I need an icon center back at the back to um, help me link a para who I want to get into my team. So I've just been looking at options. I'm thinking, okay, I could spend 300, 400k on an icon center back or um, test my luck with the pack or just go pick up Vidage is a safe option. So here's one I was definitely looking at. And then as for the others, I think Rykard was probably one that probably not going to see people pick up because I think anyone that's going up to that high to get a pack a pack or a player is probably going to pick up Tier and Re. So those are the ones I'm looking at. I've heard a couple of people ask me about Suka. I think he's pretty good, but just I'm not sure how how long he kind of lasts in your team until you start picking up better and better attackers. But he is like pretty solid like in terms of like having an immediate impact in your team if you picked him up. It's just that the fact you have to wait for the uh the second batch of tokens to come out is probably not ideal yeah exactly i think that's the big advantage of vidic there you get him in now as i was saying nice and early and that will be really helpful for you even if his pace is going to lack moving forward marcus in terms of the structure and players this year and i know we're somewhat limited by spcs being there as well but what are your thoughts on it overall ah it's interesting it's interesting i think um i mean the fact that they put it into these friendly modes i think is a good thing overall. It's just I'm not too happy that the fact there's only, what was it, six players or I think that, that are available. So I definitely think they should have given opportunities to have more players, different kind of players too. Like I feel like, what, two centre-backs, a CDM, um, what, attacking mid, a left winger. So it's like I'm forgetting someone. But it's like I feel like there just wasn't enough variety in the options so it's forcing people into the picking of the icon pack as we said before and then this is probably going to lead to just mass disappointment when people just don't get someone crazy and then 
And in classic movie community, they'll see someone pack like a baby Sabia or a baby Palais and then it's just like, you know, tantrum time. So it's like, I think it's just going to be, yeah, very interesting in the coming weeks. But I'd love to see what the other guys hear about it because in terms of the actual gameplay and stuff, I've only played a few, but it's, um, uh, I've already copped a, a couple of messages of when I'm not quitting 1-0 down. So no one wants to play. Yeah, yeah. And I think actually that's reflected in a lot of the community discussion that's going on at the moment and it connects well with this question asked by two left foot too some areas of the fifa community think it's toxic if you don't quit out after conceding the first goal in swaps an opinion endorsed by some content creators would love to hear the panel's comments on this for me it's not a race to get the tokens i want to play and enjoy the game and that's something that i can definitely sympathize with when thinking about the fact that people have spent a long time building these squads and then they don't really get to use them Steve, what are your thoughts on this? I, I don't want to... I mean, we, we've got an idea of what Japes is going to say, so I think we're both a bit cautious about treading on his toes, really. But um, <laughs> I think, there I, is, think you should, I think you should say your piece. And I, I did actually talk about this on my stream last night, so it's, it's not sort of, you know, taking from what you're going to say, but there are... We, we have to acknowledge that there are a lot of people playing this game currently that prefer opening packs prefer getting the latest shiny new card to actually playing and enjoying the gameplay you know to to dave's point in the question there Mm. so we've hit this stage where people are doing everything they can to avoid playing the game which is just bizarre really when when you take a second to think about it i can understand people's desire to get it done quickly because if you've got a choice of getting an icon in your team now or an icon in your team in three weeks, obviously you're going to want to get the icon in your team now. So I can understand that being an element in it. And I think that actually, I'm probably going to give the the community a bit more credit here than, than perhaps some would. I think that that is actually probably the major driving factor in why people want to get it done so quickly because they just, why wait three weeks for the icon when you can get it pretty much instantly? Mm. Whether whether or not it's ethical to quit out when you go a goal down, it's neither right nor wrong. It's just what it is. I mean, if, if that's what you want to do and you think that's right, then it's right. If you think it's wrong, then it's wrong. But it, 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 it doesn't matter, really. We have no control or, or influence over, over what our opponent does. I think the complaints I've heard about toxicity, which probably carry the most validity, a friend of mine was playing. He went 1-0 ahead and the guy didn't quit out. Um, what he did was he scored an equaliser and then he quit out. So, mm. uh, so neither of them got anything from the game. People will, I think, almost instinctively look for exploits. If you're doing that, then you're probably somebody who is more interested in the cards than the game itself. But with that caveat, I do understand why people want to get the icon quickly. So there's that. And I mean, Steve, in your opinion, uh, would it have been better if there'd been four Bundesliga first owner players required for uh, the foot swaps? (laughs) You had to go there, didn't you? (laughs) I started out, when I built my squad, I had five first owners in there and I had a team of the weak striker. can't remember his name, but he was dreadful. So I got rid of him and bought in Chan without realising that I'd reduced my five first owners to my four. And the, the bit that really hurt with this, it's a road to glory. I've got no players in my club. And... 
I had a 75-rated goalkeeper who was atrocious. And my back four, I think, probably had about 200 pace combined, if, if you added it together. <laughs> and I was using Japes's tactics. So I was playing with 10 depth with um, defenders that were basically slower than erosion. And coming up against the likes of Mbappe and Bailey and what have you. And I was I was playing for dear life, trying to sort of, you know, see these players out and, and get that first goal. Managed to do it three times and lo and behold, I only had four players that were first team owners in my squad. So uh the idiot alert rang loud on that one. So yeah, if anybody wants to check out the uh, the reaction to that. They can either find it probably on my Twitch channel, which is the Foot Coach, predictably enough, or or on my Twitter, which is at the Foot Coach, predictably enough. Yeah, it was a, a painful clip to watch, but uh, the kind of streaming highlights that you get over on Steve's Twitch, and you're streaming pretty regularly now as well. And and talking of which, we should move on to Japes. Japes, I know you've got something to say on this um, because you did message me in advance, gave me a little heads up that you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, occasionally, just for the listeners, occasionally I'll get myself all hot and bothered or worked up about something ahead of the pod, and I'll shoot Ben a note on Discord and say, Ben, I want to talk about (laughs) this thing or that thing. (laughs) And this happened to be one of those things, and I think it's because... um, so. First, thank you to the many pod listeners that decide to come hang out on the weekends and the streams. So some of you guys will have heard this. But I think for me, the, uh, what are we calling it, community quit or the golden goal quit, that sort of thing, it really is like a spotlight on what the community cares most about. And Mm. to the point that Steve made, it is not playing the game. All the way to Weekend League, people complain nonstop about how stressful weekend league and how they don't have a good time playing but why do they play for the shiny pack rewards like that is why people are playing for the rewards and when they don't get good rewards they get upset because that's the only reason that they played because they they frankly seem to not like playing the game for actually being the game they just like opening packs Sorry to interrupt, Jax, but I I think they almost feel cheated. It's like they've gone to work for 30 games and they've not been paid for it. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? People expect to be given shiny cards and opportunities to like pack and get them. And this icon swaps promo and, and people, it's the same people that complain about that are the ones that complain about there's nothing to play for on this game. This game is dead. Content is dead. There's not, give me something to grind for. And EA's like, all right, cool. Here's like 30 to 50 games worth of grinding at least for these icon swap objectives. And the community goes, no, 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 no. When we say grind, we just mean we want you to give us easy ways to open more packs. I love playing friendlies. And when I say I love playing friendlies, I mean, I love playing 90 minute matches in friendlies. Mm. I love using my random first owner Bundesliga players in a random formation that I decided to cook up. I love using a, you know, some silver players that happen to fit into my league side that I grinded the silver objective for. And to all the people that are going out for these objectives, right? Going out to get the like the silver lounge objective players are, are a good one, right? You see people quit out all the time. You're trying to get this silver player. You're trying to get this silver player. When are you using him? Yeah. The objective Coman or the Deulafeu, 
some of those cards you can you can maybe get away with using in champs. But for a lot of people, like, when are you planning on using those cards? If you indeed don't plan on using those cards, why are you playing the game, right? Like, if you don't enjoy playing and you just want the shiny card, then why are you playing to begin with? And if you do enjoy playing, why are you so eager to quit out? If people want to quit and do the community quit, and I, I recognize there are a lot of people that have loved how easy this has felt to get these cards, if you want to do that, that is totally up to you and like, like go for it. I hold no hard feelings there. But for me, if I want to try to make a comeback, I fully expect that there should be no hard feelings there as well. It's the same where I can be annoyed that someone uses a 4-2-3-1 formation, but they can play the game however they want to play the game. Yeah. And I might be annoyed about it, but I can't be mad at them for that. And I can't say, oh, you're so toxic. What's the deal with that? I saw a thread on Reddit too that's like, content's dead. What? I don't know how I'm going to even have time to complete all these objectives. I have to like pick and choose. I didn't. I decided to not play out my weekend league games because I thought playing swaps would be more fun. Mm. Like, because I enjoy playing those friendly games. It's like, it's a throwback. Like actually playing out those games and having fun is a throwback to what like I would call like the golden age of FIFA before Weekend League was introduced and everything was wildly competitive and there was an entire robust esports scene about it and it was meant for players that loved playing the game and it was fun to collect cards because you had opportunities to use them and playing with different cards was like a fun time. I guess my like, I don't want to call it like a warning, but it's like when EA ultimately decides to change up how swaps function when you abuse the system don't be surprised when the system changes yeah i think we're gonna see a very different set of, of rules for the next objectives aren't we jokes on, on the yeah, back of this I, I think i look i think there's it's likely that you could get a cap on the total number of games which is not fun because then it makes it stressful for people yeah. and swaps are meant to be something that like if you try long enough and hard enough you will be able to complete them, right? Mm. It's why skill-based matchmaking is in there. Over time, you will be able to finish your swaps. And when you put a cap in there, it's limiting. And I I would bet that EA definitely doesn't want to do that because it feels bad for everybody involved. And so for me, I know how much fun it is to open packs. Like I grind and I'm doing the baby icon SBC, not because I think it's a card that necessarily will get into my team, but because... It's fun to open packs and it's fun, but it's also for me, I love playing the game. I truly do. And I think this this FIFA is one of the best FIFAs to date as far as gameplay goes. Like this is mm. this one is actually pretty solid. The reason that gameplay is can be and is so frustrating is because people aren't playing the game to have fun. They're playing it to just get their rewards so they can open more packs. They don't even like the way they're playing most of the time or have fun with it. They just want the rewards so badly. And that is entirely up to them to play that way. I just wish, and perhaps, you know, it's, it's, I recognize it's asking too much and I'm far too much of a purist here, but I wish people would play the game for fun. Use cards that you think are fun. Try new cards, try new formations, try new ways of playing, and just like kick back and have a grand old time in friendlies. And mm. 
if you want to play super competitive and sweat it out for the rewards, do that in the modes that you're like meant to. But if somebody is just trying to kick back and play a game of friendlies and they don't quit out when you want them to, like you can't get mad about that. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would also add though, and this is going to be something that I can maybe cleverly combine into a plug for the podcast's community. I've often said the Discord community that the podcast has is fantastic and pretty unique in the world of foot is incredibly positive supportive really focuses on the fun within foot you can join that if you're a gold tier or above supporter um, bit.ly slash pod discord help if you need help setting up and getting in there but what people have said to me is well you know the reason it's like that is because it reflects the content that the podcast puts out which I, i think is a compliment considering what the community's like But my point is that obviously the community around foot does reflect the game itself. And we know they've pushed or leaned hard into content over the years. These shiny new cards being the focus and meaning the world of foot has opened up to more people than it perhaps did originally when you really did have to be into the gameplay side of things to get much out of foot. And I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore. And for those of us here and listeners, I think too, while they'll be interested in content, no doubt, hence listening to this podcast, content is more of a means to an end in order to be better at the game, play better, have a better gameplay experience, while also building that team that you're really satisfied with. And we just have to appreciate that the way Foot has gone might have benefited us in that sense of bringing lots of opportunities content wise but it's also brought along a lot of people who maybe aren't interested in that gameplay element so much as i think japes you have highlighted well now talking of gameplay doing very well with the plugs here we do of course have the gameplay podcast as the supporter exclusive this week joined by the three panelists we have on this pod experts on gameplay we give advice on aggressive defending aggressive tactics for objectives whether wingers and attackers should be on their strong side and how to defend flick ups and rainbow flicks too you can get all that along with supporting the pod and more than double the foot weekly podcast content for just three pounds a month over on the pod's patron at bit.ly slash more pod so that's bit.ly slash more pod right well that wraps us up japes it's been such a pleasure to have you on as it always is i think we plugged your twitch earlier but it is of course twitch.tv forward slash Air Japes FIFA. That's right. And I will say, I know there's going to be quizzes and stuff in the future, but I stream Saturday, Sunday morning usually. It actually won't be this Sunday morning. It would probably be more like Sunday afternoon. But also, once you know Christmas properly hits, kind of that window between Christmas and New Year, mm. I will have more than just the weekend. So stay on the lookout or drop the stream a follow and get ready. Great. And of course, Steve as well. Similar case for you, we already plugged your stream, but it is twitch.tv forward slash the foot coach, right? That's absolutely correct, Ben. Yes. Um, I'm actually streaming most nights at the moment from about 7 p.m. onwards. This will mm-hmm. mean nothing to American listeners, but what I've been saying is I'm trying to give people an alternative to when the missus turns on Emma Dale and Coronation Street and EastEnders, they can come and they can come and watch me instead. Nice. Much more drama on Steve's streams though, especially if Bundesliga first owners are involved. But not to dwell on that for too long. You've got another thing to plug, of course, as well. There is indeed, yes. There's a the Foot Academy patron. 
So if people want to get better at the game, they want to book coaching sessions, that's the way to do that. And uh, you can find out all about that at patreon.com forward slash foot academy. Great. And Marcus, thanks for joining us on the content pod. Where can people find you? Uh, my pleasure. I can find me at twitch.tv Marcus underscore Gomes, G-O-M-E-S. And uh, I usually stream, I mean, a lot during the weekends. I usually do 60 games a week in league on my Road of Glory and my main. So I'm <laughs> um, usually live whenever I can really sneak the games in. But I do tend to finish a lot of my games near towards the uh, end of uh, end of week in league. So um, a lot of the the UK or European guys and also the NA guys can find me on the uh, on the Monday for me but the Sunday night for or early Monday morning for the guys in America. So yeah, pleasure having me on. Thank you. Great to have you and looking forward to your insight on that gameplay pod. You can get that over at bit.ly slash more pod as you can with all that for weekly extra content. Right, for now though, a huge thank you to all you listeners, to those supporters and to those Icon patrons Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Liam B, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, David S, Robbie S, Andrew C, Tom B, Paul S, Yannick H, Stephen F, Eric T, Dominic G, Christopher R, Damon H, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Brian S, Sila P, James P, Mikael L, Nishant, Anthony R, Also Ran, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, Alan M, and Savage P. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say that, well, FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.